Warning! This podcast may contain things that you don't want to hear, and content that you don't like to hear, and scenes, and graphic violence, and sexual innuendos that may make some people very uncomfortable. And hopefully for some of you, content that you do want to hear, which is why you're here. And sexual scenes that you do want to listen to, and graphic violence that you do want to hear. Um, graphic sexual violence that no one wants to hear. This is not the first time <laughs> we've been disclaiming graphic sexual violence. Because it's just me and you in this room, I'm very concerned. You will be in about three seconds. Welcome to the Seesaw Podcast with Tea and Cleaves. Each week, offering up a blurry perspective on life. G'day, and welcome to... There was no need for that. <laughs> welcome to this week's episode. That's gone out to our... I nearly forgot that it was uh, Australian. I was going to say Canadian. If you do the Canadian accent as poorly as you just did the Australian one, they will no longer be your buddies, pal. Well, it's supposed to be Australian accent because we have Australian people listening. Or people listening elsewhere with a VPN. In which case, tell us what VPN you're using so that we can ask them for sponsorship. We can hide our porn history. I mean, just go incognito, mate. Yeah, I still feel like people can find it. Look, they're standing behind you. Get out of the library, mate. That that is a big problem. (laughs) Going to the school library and... uh... I mean, we're opening, <laughs> we don't want to be opening that history. So how are things, Cleves? Yeah, not too bad. How are things with you? Not too shabby. Good to catch up, isn't it? It's nice when we have things to talk about. It is, but considering that we are around each other quite a lot, I feel as though we have nothing interesting to say to each other. Wow. Does not make for a good podcast. We went to a beer festival. Yes, we did, actually. How did you enjoy Lay Beer Festival? Beer festival was great. I drank a ton of beers. How many of them were good? I think a lot of them were very much the same. You get to that point, don't it, at a beer festival? And a few were terrible. So you get like one or two that are great. Yes, I do remember one that was fantastic. And unfortunately, I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> that is always a consequence of the beer festival. Yes. And there was music and food. And it was a good time. And basically everything you get from a beer festival, then. Yes. Especially in this COVID world we now live in. I mean, it was nice to do something normal. Yeah, things are starting to open up again. This kind of brings us on to our episode a little bit. It little bit. certainly does. <laughs> little bits. You're welcome for that reference. If you get that reference, don't contact us because you're a nerd. So this week, we have a Cleve special. Oh, here we go. I think this could be a good one. So this week, we're talking about music, gigs, giggity giggities. So, now that things are open up again, you are not a man who is not known to go to giggity giggity gigs. There was too many negatives in that. I'm not a man that's not known. What does that mean? You, you've gone to a lot of gigs in your day, haven't you? Yes. Ah, yes. Now I understand. You understood already. You're just being a pedantic fuck. There's a lot of negs in there. That's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, I go to. I go to. Gigs? How many? Seven. More than 700. 
I've been to a fair amount of gigs, to be fair, yeah. Yeah. I used to go to at least one or two a month. Sometimes more. Sometimes less? Sometimes more. <laughs> but sometimes less. <laughs> so, occasionally none. So a lot of local gigs you, you go to, as well as some like big ones. So you cover the spectrum. Let's just establish that. Yeah. Like, and your musical tastes, so we you go into that? If you wish, my musical tastes generally are as a... What's the word? Core. Foundation. As a, yes. As a foundation, my taste is punk rock. But I also like rock, reggae, ska, some grime, some hip-hop. Very small amount of EDM. But other than that, that's that's my spectrum. It's quite a vast spectrum, actually, now that I say I love. It is. And you're, you're not opposed. Like, you're not someone who locks themselves down in a genre, right? Like, you've been known to go to some unusual... I went to watch Matt Berry once play music. I mean, he is fantastic. He was weird. Well, that's what I meant. He made strange songs and he called someone a fucking idiot. <laughs> it sounds much better in Matt Berry's voice, trust me. He has got a unique voice. He's the prime, uh, prime blessed of this day. Mm. Are you also going to see uh, Blondie, Debbie Harry? Yeah, that's next year, yeah. So, you like who you like, don't you? You're not, like, labelling your musical tastes, necessarily. True. But I think the important thing here is you've gone to all spectrums, sort of highs and lows. And I think that's what we want to touch on, because you get touched a lot of gigs. <laughs> you do, actually, yeah. That's a, that's a no-no these days. It, it should be a no-no any time, but... yeah. It's more in the public eye these days. Yeah. We went to a gig recently, and I was surprised how many people... Like, I know you get bumped, and like it's like close quarters. That people who actually just touched me, like putting a hand oh, on no, my shoulder. Oh, no, I was talking about that. I was talking about people that literally touch people up. I'm sure that happened. Not to me, which, okay, we're going to go on record saying that that is not okay. Do not do that. But I mean, like, just any sort of contact, like not just even being bumped around. Someone's trying to get past. They might have hands on shoulders or hands on arms or yeah, across the shoulders moving me around. It's like, I know you got to expect that to a degree, but it's like, there's a difference between bumping people out of the way and like, that's conscious contact, isn't it? Yeah, same difference. I guess. Don't touch me. Mate. You don't want to be touched, don't go to a gig. I'll go to an all-seated gig. Like uh, Elton John. I mean, Elton John's pretty much seated the entire time. You just see some shoulders bobbing up and down behind a piano. You made the same joke with Stevie. Same thing. Same thing happens, don't it? Yeah. Just shoulders bobbing up and down behind a piano. Who wants to see that for two hours? I mean... I know they've got songs. Don't get me wrong. They've got songs. And at one point, Elton might stand up. Well, only if he's introducing a guest... I was going to say that like George Michael, but that ain't happened for a long time. Oh, he's a... Wham! So... Let's begin at the beginning. Let's begin at the beginning. Yes. We're all lovers and we're losers at the end of the day. Buying tickets for gigs. Dun, 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 dun. If um, you buy a ticket and you're blind, get yourself a free carer. Depending on the venue. It's very... No, actually, it's not very rare. Most mid-to-large venues will give you a carer ticket. It's only small sort of pubs and clubs that probably won't. 
Yeah, I think that's reasonable to say. I don't think that's too bad if it's a pub or club because, you know, they need the money. Just let them have it. They do, but if they... Local bands need the money. Local pubs need the money. Of course, but this is providing that the pub slash club is paying the band and they're not marking up their drinks for that occasion. Well, sometimes they won't be. I mean, you always got to roll the dice, haven't you? Yeah. We used to do gigs. Did you ever get paid? Not in money. But did they charge on the door? Yeah, sometimes. So what was in it for you? Or the people seeing you? Uh, for the people seeing us, disappointment. For me playing, um, just so much to do, wasn't it? So the venue benefited? Oh, yeah. So they could have given out a free ticket here and there? Yeah, they did. It, was, it wasn't too bad. I'm making more of a thing of it than it wasn't, but, it, you know. Okay, fair For enough. small local venues, given chances like up-and-coming bands to play, you know, that's enough a lot of the time. You don't yeah. have to do it for the money anyway. You have to do it for the love. Yeah. For the art. Yeah. So, anyway, middle to large venues, <laughs> you can use an access card. It is a shout-out, but also at the same time, most mid to large venues I know I've always had to send in my disability... Uh, I did my disability <laughs> document as well as that I've done that recently with the Motor Point Arena in Nottingham once you're on the list you're on the list yes I, I phoned them up the other day to book tickets for a gig and they're like oh you're on our list indefinitely it's like great what access cards did you need none <laughs> I just sent them a photocopy of a letter and they're like yeah that's fine oh oh dear they gave me a unique number and said, like, this is the number seven. you need to let us know. I wish it was seven. I think there was a couple of sevens in the number, but it's like six digit. I'm not going to say what other, <laughs> what other numbers were in there, because other people might try to manipulate. Seven, 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 seven. I mean, if they're doing it sequentially, that number is still available. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't need an access card, but it does apparently help. Yes. Well, I'm going to show the access card. Again. Again. Um, because Martin had some very val- valid points. Oh, the police. Turn away Bilton. I mean, he don't, he's not around here. If he is here, then, you know, fuck off Bilton. Okay. Buy tickets, get a carer, enjoy life. If you want to, split the ticket half price with them. You know, go halves this. I mean, that is a good way of doing it. Or... If your carer's a dick, they get a free ticket and you pay full price. Yeah, but if your carer's a dick, then you are essentially dragging into a gig they don't want to go to. So... Yeah, that's true. They might get a free ticket, but they also have to spend, like, two hours of their life watching a shite bands that you don't like, or that they don't like. True. I will put a big asterisk against that carer's ticket as well to say that you don't have to name a carer, at least in my experience... So, if you they do don't... You do it in Nottingham. Huh? You do it in Nottingham. Do you? Yeah. I haven't Your wife's that. name would have been on that guest list, trust me. Oh. To apply for the ticket, you have to do it. Okay. Then shut my mouth. <laughs> but not everywhere will require that, so... No, it's true. It depends on the venue, and you might be able to chop and change your carer. So, you rock up to your venue. Your carer's got you there. In one piece, hopefully. Couple of drinks down you. If you're blind, that's usually with your dinner. So how do you navigate the venue, Cleves? <laughs> Did you mean that the dinner was down you as well? Yes. I mean, I'm down <laughs> I your shirt. I thought, 
I thought you you just had the beers with your dinner. Like that's the only way blind people can drink. They go out to a restaurant. No, I, I mean and they have to order a dinner with their beers. No, I mean like it's it's like a scene, special effects scene from a fucking yeah. shitty slasher film. Okay, fair. Yeah. So you get there. You've eaten your spaghetti meatballs. Yep. Or at least tried to. How are you navigating now, looking like the train wreck you are? What, in the venue? Yeah. Well, that's what care is there for, isn't it? That is true. But it helps if you know the venue. It, yeah, it does very help, yeah. I would say, if it's a small venue, and like you're going to see like a local band or a smaller smaller band or artist, go there. If you're visually impaired or blind, try and go there a week before, just for a drink. Get an idea of like where the stage is going to be, where the bar is, where the bathroom is. You know, treat it as a, like, just a night out, you know what I mean? You're going to have a couple of beers or something. If you've got a quiz night, go out. It's actually not a terrible idea because let's say for some reason you lose your carer in the crowd, which is entirely possible when the whole crowd is like surging and thriving around, and then you're desperate for a piss midway through, all of a sudden you're going to have to start picking out landmarks if you are desperate to get to the toilet. Yeah, and if you've gone there a week in advance for that one drink with a friend... You can go, okay, I know the toilets are going to be to the left of where the stage are. So you can work your way to the left and sort of like pick up on things then. So it's very good to like scope it out if you can. And then as time goes on, you know, you'll, you'll know all the venues. Like you know a lot of venues. Oh, like, yeah. Like roughly the layout of them. Mm-hmm. Just from going there again and again and again. Again and again and again and again. <laughs> Okay, from enough. multiple angles <laughs> we did it for three hours but it's done so yeah good advice just in case you lose your carer it's not just the toilet situation maybe you want to go to the bar If, if bar. You know, I've been to gigs that are sparsely packed just because it's a niche band and sometimes it's just nice to know where the bar is and just be able to walk over yourself with a stick and come back go back to the dance floor true smoking area as well yeah, if that's your jam. If that's your jam, and like the way out as well, in case like there isn't a smoking area or you want a bit of fresh air. Mm-hmm. Sometimes things get a little bit intense, maybe you had a few beers and you just want a breather, maybe it's that slow song that you're not a fan of. And Here comes the ballad! Yeah. And all of a sudden you need a piss. Yeah, need a piss. Or, this is one of our new songs, all of a sudden it's piss time. Yeah, exactly. So, navigation, like go there in advance if you can. I think it really does help. Um, it... Didn't happen. It didn't help so much in the the recent gig we went to. It requires a lot of fucking stairs. A lot of venues have stairs. And also, there's a lot of people. You can't really. There were a lot of people. That was sold out. Mm-hmm. That was very busy. So that was a carer or nothing job. And even then, that was tough. That was shoulder your way through. Well, okay. Here's what I like about sold out gigs. Right, everywhere's cramped. So. No matter which way you walk, you're always shouldering past people. So no one's really offended. True, but what I find is I shoulder into people and then move them that way. Maybe there's an act to it. Yeah, I think I, I'm going to nail that down. I upset a few people. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, like knowing where the, the bar is, the toilet, that sort of thing. I mean, if they have a disabled toilet, identify where that is. That's a godsend. Uh, I'm not going to say other people aren't going to use it, but it does help to know what that is. 
especially at bigger venues as well. Oh, if you go to an arena gig or something like that, yeah, then it's it's easier to pick out usually and less crowded. Yes. Small it, club venues a lot of the time. They will have them, but fuck knows where they are a lot of the time. Yeah. And the thing is, with, with these big arena ones, like sometimes just knowing where the staff are going to be located, that can mean that you take a lot of pressure off of your carer. Because you can, like, let's say hypothetically you're sitting down and that sort of thing. Like, just knowing where you are relative to where one of these staff members are. Because, okay, this is a different circumstance, but it would still apply to a gig if you're at a sit-down. When we've been to uh, a show before, when we've gone to the Fiat R, like, the staff have been, like, indispensable when it's come down to getting us to the disabled lose, haven't they? Like, we just find them and stop and like, oh, yeah, come this way. Yeah. And they will look after you. Like, it's, it's in their best interest to do it. So, yeah, if you're doing a, a, a city, then, yeah. Depending on your site condition as well, it's not as bad at a festival. For example, my site, provided I can get out of the crowded part of the festival, a lot of the time I can maybe find the toilets, or at least I can see in the toilets. That's, a, that's always a bonus. There was a particular festival that I went to at night once after being drunk, and my carer helped me into the disabled toilets, but it was one of the portaloos, and as it had no light in there, I did not know exactly where the bowl was, shall we say, <laughs> and I proceeded to vomit everywhere. Wow. Like a, like a sprinkler system. Jesus Christ. Needless to say, as I came out, and I sobered up the next day, and we went to the toilet. There was a little sign on it that said out of order. And when my friend opened the toilet, she literally went, oh, God, and then closed the door quickly. <laughs> wow. I mean, that does not surprise me of you, but, yeah. Jeez. If you're at a festival and you have a phone with a light and you have, uh, and then you can use that light to find the bowl, that's what I find nowadays. What I would say is if you go to a festival and you're blinky, and you need light. Yes, your phone is good for that, but get a pocket torch and just keep it in your pocket for these circumstances, because it's easier to get that out and just click one button than it is for you to, like, fuck around with your phone. Also, you're not going to have the risk of running your, like, dropping your phone in that, that shit. If you just, I mean, <laughs> shit. Literally in that shit. Yeah. Like, if you just have literally, like, uh, just a £5 off of, like, Amazon torch that you can just use. I think that really will be beneficial for you. But festivals, yeah, if they're in the daytime, you know, you're going to have a little bit more sight, hopefully, um, or not, depending on your condition. But yeah, I think festivals, like they they are slightly different to like, in-person, like night gigs, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, you can see the band a bit better. Uh, oh, we actually met a, fe- <laughs> I met a fellow Blinky at a festival recently. He was just kind of standing on his one, and we went up and said hi. I just felt bad, actually, because his friends were not with him. They'd gone to see other bands, so we went and said hello. So it's a band, then? Kind of, yeah. Like dicks? Well, yeah, I think he wanted to see one band, and they wanted to see another band, so they kind of just left him there. Yeah, but they could have had someone with him. Like, come on. Look after you, mate. Yeah, we kind of picked him up for the day anyway. I think he had a good day. Well, sound of it, he did. So, good on you guys. But yeah, festivals, I mean, they're, they're busy, and but they're a bit more open, like you said, so. Yeah, it's not as not as bad. I mean, at night, 
It's weird because during daytime, it's not as bad in terms of you can see people around you, you can see what's going on. But at nighttime, it's worse because it's more open. You can see less because the lights don't stretch out as far a lot of the time. And, you know, you, you really do need someone at that point to help you back to your tents and around to the toilets and all sorts. So it's kind of a mixed bag, I find, with festivals. Mixed bag of chips. Out of curiosity, what are you mixing with the chips? Uh, dips. Chips and dips. Okay. Salty dips. Okay, this is starting to take a turn. What kind of salty dips? Uh, salsa with salt. Salsa. Hard salsa. That's a drink. <laughs> We're getting off topic. We are getting off topic. So, can you see the band? All right, when you at gigs? Actually, I can see most of the band now. Even with my condition, with the lights, in most club gigs, I can see the band. Some gigs are a bit worse than others for lighting, especially particularly small venues. I struggle a little bit more. I don't think I've seen a drummer play in a band for a while now. Mm. Whereas I used to be able to pick them out. Because they're usually a bit further behind the guitarist flailing wildly yeah um, most of the time I can see the band like I say it's worse at smaller venues and I suppose if you're at a large venue or a festival if you're really far back then I imagine you're going to struggle unless they've got screens up yeah I mean I don't really see the band to be honest um, I <laughs> I really appreciate fantastic lighting techs because they are the things that I'm drawn to like that really good lighting. <laughs> yeah. I'm just drawn to like the light display. But as far as actually seeing the band, I couldn't fucking give a shit. I'm just there for the atmosphere. Okay. Being jostled and yeah, the the live aspect of it. I mean, the fact that you're still having their music blasted at you by the band must still be pretty awesome. Yeah. Even if you can't see the actual band. Yeah, that's it. And I know deaf people who go to gigs as well and they get really close because they like the vibrations right? and they feel the vibrations through them and they like the display of it and that's something that they really enjoy and you take what experience you can out of it so I think that goes on to like what do you get out of it everything what I like about it is the fact that you know when you're at a gig no one can really it kind of levels the playing field in a, in a way in terms of being blind because everyone's just there to watch the band a lot of the time Especially if in the pit. Would you go in the pit as a blind person? Uh, I would and have, and I rarely do now because I'm getting a bit older. But you can take away that experience from it. The good thing about being blind is if you're in a pit, like I'm, I'm speaking from punk experience, if you're in a pit and uh, people are smashing about into each other and you're smashing about into other people, it doesn't matter if you're blind or not. They don't even know if you can't see or not. They're just doing it, and I'm just doing it. And if you, you know, you fall down on the ground, you help someone up. And again, if you feel, if you like trip over someone or if they're on the ground and you can feel them on the ground, then you help them up. Even as a blind person, you can still do that. Yeah. So there's that sort of communal spirit. Like, that's what I mean by levels of playing field. People don't yeah. really know if you're blind or not. Yeah. Because you're just going nuts, basically. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair. I mean, I, I've never been in the pit and I probably wouldn't. I'm not good with crowds anyway. But I, I've been in like really like close quarters with people at gigs and yeah, I've enjoyed it. That's like my own space. And that's not even down to my own sight. That's just like I'm a little bit claustrophobic, so I like to know that I have an out. 
like I can get some space if I need to. Mm. And that's just me. Like, I need to be able to know that you know, I can walk away. Gigs may not be the best place for you, man. Is that difficult for you? But I love the music. Yeah, it's true. That's what I mean. I sort of get into it. And all everyone's all going in the same direction. Everyone's still, everyone's all there for the band. You get one or two pricks at gigs, but yeah, but that's for the most punch in the rib styles. Yeah, yeah, I've done that a few times. <laughs> that's not much punch. You just leave your hand there and yeah, you know, let them do what they want to do. I'm not saying the blindness isn't a thing. I've been walking along through crowds with my hand on my shoulder or whatever, and I might have knocked someone with a beer, and they've like grabbed me or whatever. And then we just like whoever's with me will just sort of walk me away, and we're not we're not getting into anything. It does happen occasionally, but it's not a huge thing. No, but you, you get your dicks everywhere. That's that's everything in life, you know. I mean, you can have that when you commute, you know. So very true. It's not exclusive. Dicks are dicks, and they'll always be dicks. Put alcohol in the mix, and they'll be dicks. You're trying to write a song there? Nope. Just organic, baby. So, closing thoughts. And now for my final thought. My final thoughts on gigs. All right, you know what? If you're going to go to a gig, go to as many gigs as you possibly can. Go to as many different venues as you possibly can. Scope out those venues in advance if they're a place where you can also go for a drink, like your pubs and clubs around your local neighbourhoods. Go and support your fucking local scene, especially now, because... A lot of those bands have made zero money for the last two years. And here's a good point. If you're going to get a carer, take someone with you that is one, your friend, and two, wants to see the band. Because that way you can split the ticket fee and you both have a good night out. I agree entirely. So, Cleves, we have chatted about gigs and going to them, but we haven't chatted about any bands or artists. So... If you want it, like, okay, keep it in mind as sort of the spectator or being blinky friendly if you can. But I know it's going to be quite tricky. But who would you recommend? What? Might I recommend bands as such? It's weird for people now. When I speak to people now, they don't tend to have a scene where they belong. Like, I, when I grew up, I became part of this punk scene. And the reason that I gravitate, or a lot of the reason I gravitate towards that, is the the community there is very helpful of each other. And it's very mm-hmm. all-encompassing of people with age, race, gender, disability, sexuality. Particularly now, that's a real forefront focus of the punk scene, as opposed to just smash the system, which it kind of used to be. Mm. I'm not saying that's not there. The anger's always there if you want a bit of anger. Fuck me, it's there. Yeah. It's good release, but at the same time, everyone within that community, and I say everyone, 99% of people within that community will help someone else out. And that's what I like about it, and that's why I'll go watch bands that play that sort of music. And that I would argue that extends generally to the rock scene uh, and to the ska scene, Reggae scene, I find, is a little bit more divided for the bands that I've been to see. I, I couldn't tell you about other gigs. Ah, I've been to Prodigy a few times. People seem a little bit more out for themselves there. Um, a bit more mainstream, isn't it? I think the trick is just a trick of a bunch of drugs. I think that's mm. <laughs> always a, a fun way to enjoy the Prodigy. But yeah. it's yeah. more about the scene than the music, I think. 
in terms of what I would recommend people to go watch. What I'd always recommend people to go watch is if you like a certain band or a certain type of music, to try and look up bands that are like that within your local area and go and support those bands. Go and support the venues, go and support the bands, because they need the money. Both of them need the money. Or even if they're not getting paid, they need the support. So, yes, go and help them out. Yeah, I would say 100%. And just echoing what you you said, is like, get rid of some of the preconceived notions you might have about what different genres will be and sort of like, let's say you're disabled and you're thinking, I can't go to a scar gig because it's full of skinheads. So, well, firstly, skinheads aren't what you think they are. I mean, if you can't walk, your skanking's going to be limited. You can skank with your arms. You, yeah, that's very true. You, you, any, you can do anything. Skanking was invented for those who can't dance. So if you can't move your legs, just skank in your own way. That's the whole point of the dance. Scars, again, pretty all-encompassing. Yeah. But that's the thing. Just don't be afraid to get out there. Like, have fun with it. And I'm not going to lie to people. I'm not going to say you won't have a bad experience here and there. I'm, I'm sure with all the gigs you've been to, the hundreds of gigs, like you have had some bad situations. You've had some yep. bad nights. I've had bad nights because of the crowd, and I've had bad nights because sometimes the band are oh, shit. But I would, I would guess that some of the, like, you've had better experiences on the whole. Oh, God, yeah. You've had Easily. so many more better experiences. It's a very, very small amount of gigs where the crowd has ruined it. It's, it's, it's usually more that the band has ruined it for being shit than the crowd has ruined it. And that has nothing to do with, like, disability or any other identifying characteristic. That's just, like, the band being shit. <laughs> and sometimes bands are shit, unfortunately. Yeah. Sometimes you have a studio band. And they just cannot do it on the day. I think a lot of the time as well, like everyone's there for one common goal, no matter of genre or artist. So people are more encompassing of that anyway, because everyone's just there to have a good time. You're all there for the same reason. Yeah. So it's nice. Excellent, eh? Excellent. But I think what we'll do going forward is that uh, you're not only a gig goer, but you are a gig performer. And I think going Lord, we will continue the trend of part twos. And talk about playing gigs. And hell. talk yeah. about playing gigs. Because you have played gigs. Yeah. And I have done a couple of weird things, which we might <laughs> include. I mean, I look forward to those. <laughs> I mean, you can find them on Pornzog. Oh, such a random porn site as well. I don't even know why I know that one. I think you do. Everybody knows. And if you're saying, oh, I didn't know that that one exists, you're fucking lying. Google knows all. And on that seeded note, quite literally. <laughs> we shall see you next week. We'll see you next week. Roll the outro. Thanks for listening to the Seesaw Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Seesaw Podcast, Twitter, Seesaw Pod. You can email us at seesawpodcast at gmail.com. 
You can also find us on TikTok and Instagram at Seesaw Podcast or Seesaw Pod, depending on which one we want. But get us on the other places. This podcast was recorded in front of a blind audience.